was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Is when we're recording this. It's probably not being released then. And all through the apartment. It was kind of cold. My house is 105 years old. I don't know what you want from me. Just more blankets. I have... This is a good blanket. Give me two. Uh, I'd have to stand up to do that. Impossible to do so now. We have settled down and for our all podcast. all through the apartment... Not a creature was stirring. Except for that mouse you have. Except I do have lots of mice in the apartment, yes. Mm -hmm. There's definitely not just one. Because, you know, if you see just one mouse, you know what that actually means. It's just the one going out for supplies. You have at least 500 mice. Yeah. One brave one. Yeah, it's it's the one brave one that drew the short mouse straw. When what to our wondering eyes did appear? But many, many episodes of Iron Chef Japan. You know a lot more about this poem than I do. How do you not know this whole poem? I mean, every, I kind of just every block school it out child after like the first few sentences. After a creature was stirring, poem. then I just like go on a whole thing about mice. And I just think about mice instead of whatever else the poem's about. Christmas, probably. Yes, there's Santa's in it. Do you? I didn't get to that part. I got stuck on the mouse part. Like I said. So I was like, I see, on Christmas is when the mice come. But they weren't stirring is the point. They're asleep. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. I'm sure it was. And I think about You're mice. like, I'm sure that mice were stirring. Anyway, it's not even Christmas yet. No, it's it Thanksgiving. isn't. It's Thanksgiving. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? JK, you can't talk to us. So yeah. we're just going to tell you what we're doing Abby, for what are you thankful for this year? That's a tough one. Give us some thought. What are you thankful for this year? Oh, boy. Think about it. Um, wow, you're really you're really having to work for this, huh? Yeah. Do you do you not have anything to sort of write on the top of your head? I love my sister. Am I all you're thankful for? Boyfriend's pretty good too. Yeah, you got a pretty good boyfriend. Pretty good. He's vegan, but he's pretty good. It's interesting. Always very interesting. It's like, hey, this Thanksgiving I'm doing all vegan food. Like we are making a seitan loaf and it's stuffed. With. And it's going to be luxurious. No nuts involved. What's what is it stuffed with? It's stuffed with stuffing. What about beans? Well, okay. So it is a new kind of seitan I'm trying. I've tried some that has like tofu blended in. This time I'm trying some beans <sighs> blended. Hey, it's very important. People need to know there's different kinds of seitan, folks. Oh, Who wow, knows what this one will taste like? Wow, there's different kinds of seitan. Yeah, just like there are different kinds of meat. But this way I can feed my boyfriend. Anyway stuffing and i'm gonna make so apparently some people in this country don't know about uh green bean casserole and sweet potato casserole which is strange to how me because like it? they sell yeah how can you avoid it for this long my boyfriend is 20 how six. old is he 26 yeah are you sure uh, about that? yes no you're not Anyway, <clears throat> he's 26, probably years old, <laughs> and he has not been exposed to the fact that sometimes people just put cream of mushroom soup and canned green beans in a thing together and then put some onions on top that then become quite soggy and disappointing. That's not how I make it. Yeah, well, it's how it was made for a long time, and that's why I hate it to this day. But this no, Thanksgiving, very, very I'm making tasty. some so that he can experience this Thanksgiving disappointment. I tell you me. what, I tell you what. Uh, the Pioneer Woman is politically difficult. I'll give her that. <laughs> but the Pioneer Woman's green bean casserole will change your mind. It's very, very tasty. I already have a green bean casserole I have to make because it's going to have to be vegan. Oh, and right. It's going to have to thing. be vegan. So you can have a 
fucking cream sauce in it. Hey, I can make a vegan cream no. sauce, no problem. Really? Yeah. With what? I have vegan butter substitute. I got vegan milk substitute. I'm Ugh. set. Don't worry about it. It sounds like it would just constipate you to me. Your body would get it and be like, what is this item? And just not know what to do with in- synthetic protein and just like you'd poop for days. Not been a problem so far. Anyway, I'm making little pear crumbles. That sounds nice. Some that pumpkin sounds nice. pie ice cream. So you're thankful for being able to make food i like doing that that sounds fun that yeah sounds i'm good. so glad i can still afford food to make how about you maddie what am i thankful for yeah other than my sister gotta um i'm thankful for i also have a nice boyfriend he's very sweet right. and good can i'm thankful confirm. for him uh i'm thankful for our mom who's cute we have a cute and great mom cute and great mom I'm thankful for a job. You have I that. have a job, and it's cool to have one. Wow. Kind of on, like, the basics this year, huh? Yeah. I mean, the thing I'm is... I'm so glad my life has not crumbled into dust. Yeah. I'm glad... Like, I mean, we're comparing ourselves to Puerto Rico right now, oh, where, like, people boy. haven't had power for, like, four months. Yeah. We're comparing ourselves to Haiti right now, and Haitians, where TPS just got denied, and now, like, 50,000 Haitians are probably going to get deported. Did you know that, like, 1% of know. the Boston population is Haitian? Um, I'm sorry. Things have become inescapably political over the so, course of the past year. It's been a while since we checked in with you last. Maddie yep. is now big. This is why we haven't really recorded lately. Maddie is now available maybe one day a week. And it is because <laughs> she is a politic now. All she does is local politics. It's because the revolution has to happen yes <laughs> meanwhile i've just been holed up in my house working on things nonstop and not being very funny and so it, it. it's been nice for us we've over the holidays we're gonna be able to spend some more time together and we're really looking forward to just having some time together yeah. to relax and regroup and think about the things we've done and the things we want to do smell that good sister funk yeah it's you nice smell a it's funky. nice i i always smell a little funky we have to be very close because they're sharing a mic we do but and so abby and i what we've been doing in our time that we share together is we've been watching a show that is not a show that you watch when you're a child but is a show that you watch when you are an adult who needs a pick-me-up and what is that show abby it is iron chef but the japanese one iron chef japan yeah which is just there's something different. What, can you can you put your finger on why Iron Chef Japan and Iron Chef America are so different? No. Iron Chef... I mean, any cooking show that is not American is going to feel more genuine. But yeah, they but like, can't what, why are we watching Iron Chef Japan? We ran out of other things to watch. Well, but like, there are other things that we could watch out there in the world. You know, like we could be watching one. Friends right now. Oh. We could be watching Seinfeld. We could be watching all those other Don't shows. Name the, I that mean, hey, like. I'm watching a show that I'm enjoying. What are you watching? Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. C- uh, serial killer. I mean, I ran out of my true crimes. Right. So now you I'm need, watching like, dramatizations of, like, of true crimes. <laughs> so we also have watched Hoarders together. Ah, I'm so glad I finally got someone to watch Hoarders with me. My <laughs> wonderful sister. She it caved. feels like disgustingly exploitative. Yeah, but because also like I mean they're kind of helping these people, especially since sometimes the people are like, hey, oh, I'm going to be evicted, but they still can only give them like two or three days for some reason. I don't quite understand that part of it because like they have 
weeks that they could help but instead they're like we can only help for two or three days i guess you know to be fair they only have so much budget on the show anyway hoarders very good program i mean i recommend the newest season season nine is it good Ooh, it's good i mean is it good in like a social way like is it good in terms of our fucking culture and society well there's this one episode you see where a family uh not only do they have like a horde that they need cleaned out but they also need the demons cleaned from their home okay so they get a wizard to come all right and cleanse their home of the demons he sets out a demon oh, trap right. and that sort of thing it's pretty great there's an, that also is an episode that has a a bathtub um in it like what like what are we talking well here? see the toilet stopped working which okay. happens in hoarder houses and i still don't quite understand why that always happens in hoarder houses but the toilet stops working pretty consistently <laughs> so so you can put one and like two and two together here huh <laughs> they have a tub and a toilet that doesn't work anymore gross it's full <laughs> to the brim <laughs> They have to suck it out with a hose. So, so like, we watched a couple of... <laughs> anyway, it's super great. And the season finale is, like, this gothic, southern gothic thing. It's so good. But, like, so we watch Hoarders together, and the thing is that... Thank you, Maddie. It, it makes me feel very bad, but also, like, good. I don't know. It makes me feel um just great and cleansed. It, yeah, it makes me feel like, hey, at least I'm not that bad. Then I look around my house, and I'm like, I have so much floor. That you isn't have so covered many floors. in stuff. Yeah, so much floors that's not covered in stuff. But like, why do we watch Iron Chef Japan? Especially like as opposed to American Iron Chef. Why does this well, bring us such comfort? For one thing, they have weirder ingredients sometimes. And also, since it's in another language, there's like a separation, I think, between the chefs and us where we don't have to deal with their weird personalities. Yeah. And like them being an asshole, I guess. Because there's also like cultural right. boundaries where like them being an asshole is different than like Americans being an asshole. So there's that. I kind of like that a lot. And also, it just feels so classic. And the host is amazing. Yes. Tell, tell me more. Tell me more. Well, so the intro of each show is like t- 10 minutes long, it feels like. <laughs> um, but part of it is uh, just this guy kind of stepping out onto the empty chef's arena. And every episode, it's like the same sequence. And he just like dramatically takes a bite out of a bell pepper like he's taking a bite out of something that he needs to judge for his life and he doesn't chew it he just takes a bite and then like sits there and thinks for a second and then he turns to the camera very slowly and smiles and then he begins to chew and laugh (laughs) and then we see that the chef's arena is full of many silent chefs and he gazes upon all of them his beautiful kingdom and all of his pawns and then the show starts. <laughs> and then he wears some kind of outfit every day. His outfits are amazing. This is why They're I watch. Bizarre. This is why I watch the show. They always have those little um what is it called even? Um like the ruffles around the throat. Little ruffles, little throat ruffles. Little throat ruffles. He looks like David Bowie in the Goblin King. Yeah, but role. with worth worse fashion. Because like worse. it's always there's some weird pattern on whatever he's wearing. It looks like a combination of what like your mom wears to book club and what David Bowie wears every day. Or just like, oh I walked into an art museum and I'm wearing the canvas and yeah. I put some ruffles on it. Yep. So it's just like, I have modern art 
on my body and Often, it looks bad like it's a jacket that goes all the way to the floor it looks like he's getting either married or like convicted of a horrible crime he's got roughly gloves yeah. and then he's like your ingredient today is something gross <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes it's like pork yeah sometimes it's just kind of hey, like here's an egg yeah here's some eggs we skip those ones What's the point? What's I know how to point? cook an egg. Well, then the again, is, what like, if they do some new weird egg? They do some fun things where, like, you know, they take this ingredient that's kind of like, here's just a regular old ingredient. Now you've got to make it really, like, pop. Yeah, because you know? it's a boring one. So you better one. make sure it's a step above. So we've do been watching the exciting ones, like Bird's Nest Soup yeah, stuff. Yeah, where they were just like, we have $24,000 worth of Bird's Nest Soup, which just kind of made me angry. Because also throughout the episode, they were just like, oh, yeah, Bird's Nest Soup. It's very bland. Right. They're There's just not like, much it's to really, it. it's the texture. And it's kind of like, well, is the texture good? And it seems like the texture is roughly like kind of like firm snot. It's like stringy snot. It's like it's string, strings it's in it. fucking bird spit. It's bird spit. It's just and bird loogies. dust and strings that they found and on the ground. probably like a lot of like plants, like bird parts, you know? Just, you know, bird parts you don't really want in a soup, maybe. Yeah. Like, or to eat. probably pooped on it. Birds just poop everywhere. They do. And that's like, a fact they don't about birds. control it. Anyway, so it just made me really mad because it's like, ooh, this ingredient is really boring and dumb, but because it is kind of hard to get, now we're going to charge you thousands and thousands of dollars, and then everyone who has that kind of money is just going to say, oh, this ingredient is better than other ingredients and fancier because it costs more and we can afford it. So we're going to say poor people are lesser for not being able to taste bird's nest soup, which is, of course, a luxury and not just like really boring and not that great like i can hire a bird to spit in my soup if I want that, you know? <laughs> yeah like, birds I love just, money birds love money like, i just go pay a fucking crow and that crow will absolutely spit in my soup if i ask they have no dignity they would they'll just do it because yeah. they want you to suffer but if they know that you want it then they'll be like well, all right give me a dime right so i can go buy some chips anyway uh can birds buy things they probably could if they wanted i mean the thing is they don't have to follow the rules of man. like say so they can just walk into a store and take whatever they want because who's gonna true, stop them? that's true you can't put them in bird jail you can't stop them that's if you true. try to grab them they fly away and that's just how it is you remember those those seagulls on the beach i do remember those seagulls on the beach yeah we were attacked by seagulls on a beach recently they took our chips Yep. They flew away with them while we went into the ocean. Well, the thing is, like, the thing is, you know, we had them inside of a fucking backpack. Yeah, they were in a backpack, and they were also sealed in a bag. And it's like, oh, no way they're going to grab our chips. Yeah, and so we went down to the beach, because the thing is, the beach, you know, the beach isn't going to be nice for very much longer. I mean, when did we go? It was, like, September. Oh, it was great. So that was, like, the cusp of, like, Boston not really actually being able to go in the water weather. But we went and, like, it was a cloudy day, so nobody was on the beach and everyone was just kind of, like, you know, some people were paying, playing volleyball in, like, the background. And the seagulls had only us to harass. Yeah, pretty much. So we came and we had, like, a bag with chips in it and we had, like, a, like, shopping bag, like, one of those reusable shopping bags mm-hmm. with maybe some, like, hummus or something. Some, like, cantaloupe, I yeah, think. Yeah, like, and we were like they're not going to be able to identify this as food you know like things are in bags and yeah, like packed up smell that and whatever. In there. the thing is they know people bring food to the beach they know what bags look like they now. know what bags are and so we went down <laughs> they to know the there's chips in there to the like actual beach beach you know we went down to like kind of splash around in the water a little bit and then we turn around and there's these fucking seagulls everywhere just flying just, like, away with our flying chips. away with all of our chips and my boyfriend's like running down the beach like <laughs> 
waving his jacket at them, being like, get away! And, like, this one motherfucking seagull so big. takes this bag and just flies away with the whole bag of pita chips. Yeah. Like, pita chips are kind of heavy for chips, you they know? They are. They're not even, like... And I chased chips. it. I chased that thing, and all the Very volleyball far. guys, like, stopped playing volleyball and watched me, like, <laughs> as I chased down this seagull, where I'm just kind of like, you're too heavy to fly, you fucking bird. You have to rest You have soon. to rest someday. And then I caught it, and I caught it, and I got the I got the fucking bag of chips back. It was already broken open, so it some was. of them were seagull so some chips. some of them had some sand on them. But we ate them anyway, because we don't it's fear the death. Perp- it's, the, it's the, like, fucking principle of it. You have to eat them in front of the seagulls to be to like, To be like, hey, you. you know what? I am a person, and you are a bird. And I will and eat these. I these get are to my eat chips. They're my chips. I bought these with money that I made. You don't have any of that. You haven't been able to steal because that from us Because the thing is, yet. yeah, he can go, the seagull can fucking just stroll into a convenience store if he wants and just pluck a bag of chips i've seen videos of that this is something that occurs it is seagulls know i love them they're beautiful anyway opportunists so we're talking about we're talking about iron chef japan yeah how do we feel like the the chairman which is what he's called in the japanese version of the show the chairman shapes up to alton brown oh you can't do that to me measure them against each other oh boy i, I feel mean like it's like apples and oranges it is he's just the japanese alton brown is he i don't know i haven't seen him host his own shows yet i haven't seen him host a good eats equivalent or a cutthroat kitchen equivalent here's here's the thing that i think and maybe this is racist of me uh-oh don't say it then <laughs> well let me know if you if this sounds racist to you is that you can edit it out if it does the chairman feels like he is an elemental force like he is the god of cooking alton brown is like your funny neighbor who makes okay. a good mac and cheese yeah that does kind of seem you know i don't think that's racist like alton brown is like a fun I mean, dude who cares a lot about how many antioxidants are in blackberries on good eats he is have you seen any cutthroat kitchen i have he not is seen the devil. cutthroat kitchen <laughs> what yeah it is hell for cooks that's where bad cooks go to to die in the arena they kill them i mean look they might as well some of them <laughs> are like chained to a tiny child's cooking set and that's where they have to cook i'm sorry excuse me chained to i it. have yes. never handcuffed seen to they're it. handcuffed you they handcuff them yeah uh some of them are not allowed to use any cooking tools they have to use improvised things like what what are they given like fucking uh, bark from trees <laughs> Anyway, uh, Cutthroat Kitchen is very good, and I can never remember any of the good ones. I feel like there were sharks involved at some point. Sharks? Just like, Like hey. Like living sharks. I can't remember if this was a joke or if it was real, because I feel like it was a joke that was made, and then it was real. Like, (laughs) oh, you have to cook while being surrounded by man-eating sharks. Look out. Try to cook now. Anyway, Cutthroat Kitchen is- Like, underwater? You drown. No. Because magic. Because you're in hell, so you'll never die. (laughs) Alton Brown went from being your angle to your devil. <laughs> hey, that's the joke the internet has made. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, like, my perception of Alton Brown is basically just, like, goofy kitchen uncle. Yeah, now he's a cackling fiend who I puts see, people through hell. But it's okay because everyone on Cutthroat Kitchen that I've ever seen has been, like, a tremendous asshole. But the chairman in Iron Chef Japan is not evil. No, no. He's just, like... He is the one... 
who everyone must answer to. He is yeah. the one who puts you through the trials and is kind of above everything because he knows that he is the master. There's some weird cultural stuff happening there. Like Brendan and, and Abby and a I host. have watched There's hosts it. for things. There's hosts, but, and, and so, you know, he's a host, but also there's kind of this weird, like, you know, he has scoured the globe for the best cooks of all kinds that is kind of um, futile. In a way now, that... Now, here, I think, is the point where you might be getting racist. Do you think I'm getting racist? Mm, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of, like, a... He is the, like, ruler. The emperor of the, the kitchen. The emperor of the kitchen. Much like Alton Brown is the devil of the kitchen. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I see. The but, like, emperor versus... Well, he's not the emperor. It's more like he... I mean, Alton Brown like, is the, the ruler of that kitchen. Amused. Like, he does. Like, the Japanese chairman always looks kind of like, isn't this cute and funny? He doesn't take it very seriously, you know? He's, he's never like, this is important for your no, life. Instead, he's like, ha you mortals. Yeah. Go on about your cooking. He never samples anything. He never tries it. He never eats it. Which is very surprising. On, on American cooking shows, people just go around eating all kinds of stuff. I does think. Alton Brown eat stuff on Iron Chef? I don't think he actually Iron does. Iron Chef? Cutthroat Kitchen, you mean? I mean, no. He hosts Iron Chef also. He does? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have been talking at cross purposes this entire time. I Do see. not understand. Alton Brown hosts the American version of Iron Chef. I see. This is why I have compared them. Ah. Uh, I thought it was just out of the blue. No. Well. No. Mm, perhaps the some research would have been good for me Maybe to Maybe you should have. Anyway, uh, well, I don't know what he does on American Iron Chef. I haven't seen it, even though I know that Bobby Flay wins every time, right? Uh, Bobby I... Flay's in every episode, and he wins all of them. Have and that's you... why the show Beat Bobby Flay is so satisfying. <laughs> I watched that in a hotel recently, and it felt good. I cackled much Did Bobby Flay my wine in my huge lot? bed. <laughs> Bobby Flay got beat in one of the episodes by this lady who's like, I can bake. And he's like, my weakness. <laughs> because men can't bake. Hey, it's not a fine. Well, only garbage baking is a fine art. <laughs> the kind where it's like, oh, can I eat this? And it's like, yeah, it's an experience. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that sounds stupid. Can I have a cupcake? And they're like, that's lowly. Ho, ho, ho. Instead, that's they have a whole like thing. a fucking chocolate shell bomb that you have to like melt with other chocolate. And then inside, <laughs> there's like a little fucking truffle that secretly inside of the truffle, there's like a fucking dragon made of sugar or something. And like, maybe it's just like an orb full of smoke and it smells like dessert. <laughs> I tried to watch recently. Is it Zumba? No, that's the kind of dancing. <laughs> Zatarans? Look, there is some guy, some Australian maybe? Uh, guy uh, who has a Netflix show that's like, my cool desserts. What? And I started to watch it today because I was like, I like desserts. And then I saw the images and I was like, uh, I'll just go watch Cupcake Wars. <laughs> what were the images like? I mean, the images were exactly what you were describing to the point that it was like, here's a chocolate orb that you have to break open and there's smoke inside. And I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I like cupcakes. Yeah, like I'd like to have a brownie. I'll go to the store and buy a chocolate bar. Uh-huh. It's okay to like desserts that are normal. It is. Just because it like requires this ridiculous amount of skill does not mean that it is actually better or tastier than like a cupcake. Yeah. That's full of like cherry preserves or something. What kind of dessert are you going to make for Thanksgiving? I am making a pear crumble with raspberries and my little pumpkin pie ice cream on the side. 
That sounds delightful. It is going to be very delightful. I looked up the proper pairs and everything. Oh, lovely. Look at me as a fancy. Uh-huh. Anyway, but here's this thing. Here's the the big gripe for today, am I right? It's that, uh, so something that's like fine cooking where it's like, whoa, dudes are fine cooks. Uh, women just do like, I don't know, cupcakes and uh-huh. like the food of the common man. Mm-hmm. So like all of these shows, like the Iron Chef show in Japan and in America is just like super deficient in like women chefs. Oh yeah. No, we haven't seen a single one with a woman chef. Yeah, so far. And we've watched kind of a lot. So it's just, it just feels horrible. Because of yeah. course like cooking is supposed to be the thing where ah, woman cooks. Women are the one who cooks. Women's. And yet we aren't allowed to cook well. We just like cook to sustain people but we can never have the level of skill as these fine chefs because that takes money and being a man and having authority to say i think this one is just better because it was made by some guy who had a bunch of resources and decided to i don't know put smoke in a piece of chocolate (laughs) and be like oh you bite into it and there's a whole cloud of smoke that explodes into your face isn't that so cool and great and meanwhile like a woman has made a perfectly fine delicious cake and it's like but that is lowly it's not I've quite... just decided arbitrarily that this is not acceptable. <laughs> oh, right. There's one weird thing about Iron Chef Japan that I think makes it very, very different from Iron Chef America, which is that the Iron Chef so far always wins. Yeah, we haven't seen one where the Iron Chef doesn't win, but that's probably just... We haven't watched, like... I mean, we haven't we've watched, watched a lot, but we haven't them? watched all of them. But all of the ones we've watched, which is, like... I don't know. The odds are we would have seen at least one person win who wasn't an Iron Chef, but no, they always win. Even when it's like an actual Italian person competing against someone who is like an Italian chef who was trained in Japan, they still manage to fail. And it's just kind of like, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, culturally, I feel like Americans would not be cool with that. Like, we are always rooting for the underdog. Absolutely. Like, we yeah, I'm just would... like fuck you, Bobby Flay. Yeah, like we hate I sit Bobby there Flay. and watch Bobby Flay's show, and I'm like, Bobby Flay is great and all, but fuck you, Bobby Flay. Like, we I hope you get beat. Want to? The show is called Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> yeah, because we want someone to defeat this man who's won so much. What is that about? What do you think? That's a lot. It is. It's it's actually that's something huge cultural that's like things that I don't know I'd enough. Probably about. have to read at least one book. Yeah, I should probably read some papers before just wildly speculating <laughs> on this. <laughs> Uh, that's why we're we're responsible journalism. I love it when they beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> why do you love it when they beat Bobby Flay? Put him in his place. You think you're such hot shit? Bobby Flay thinks he's such hot shit. Other people cook good, too. So, like, but what's your favorite cooking show? I mean, Great British Bake Off. Of course. Naturally. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Why? Why is that the case? Well, for one thing, it is not filmed in, like, a dungeon. <laughs> With music where you feel like someone might die at any second. <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, the judges don't stress anyone out. The time limits seem really acceptable. I mean, it's just a show where you are not constantly on edge and feeling terrible for the people who are trying to cook. Because uh-huh. they actually have like enough time and resources and like preparedness to actually do the things that they're supposed to do. And the people are fun. The stakes are really low because they're literally no prize. <laughs> so it's not like they're just like i have to feed my children please let me win and then everyone else is also like i too must feed my children and then there's like the one asshole who's like i want to take my wife on a second honeymoon (laughs) 
like on uh, Chopped, where there's always someone who's trying to pay for cancer treatment, and yeah. there's somebody else who's like, I don't know, I'm just kind of here. Yeah, I'm here because I want to prove I'm good because I have all the money I could ever want. I'm going to take my wife on a third honeymoon. I don't even need the prize money for it. <laughs> anyway, Chopped is exactly what I was talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I like Chopped Kids more. I like the Chopped Teen Edition. I liked who won that. It's good. I don't know. Like, I don't like any reality shows where there's a competition. It does stress me out quite a bit. Um, I mean, you like Great British Bake Off. I like Great British Bake Off because it's kind of different, isn't it? It is. Like, it's nice and pleasant. Because the thing is, what you what do you win? Cake stand. For cake. Yeah, you just win a cake stand. You, Good that's low it. stakes. And Instead of just like, your whole life rests on if you're going to win this or not. Oh, yeah. Also, another show I like sometimes is Cupcake Wars. Why do you like it? Because they make fun cupcakes that I want to eat. But it also makes me angry because I want to eat the cupcakes. <laughs> But you but can't. I can't. It's just a TV show. It's a TV show. Those cupcakes were made months ago, years ago. I can't eat them you now. You will never be in the same plane of existence as those cupcakes. Those cupcakes existed once. I couldn't eat them. Yeah, they're not. And it makes me angry. In a place where you could get them. You just couldn't. And I've tried since to make my own delicious cupcakes in the style of the Cupcake Wars, and I just can't. It's because you're not battle tested. It's because yeah. you weren't in the Cupcake Wars. So maybe one day I'll finally be there and I, I can, uh, you know, die on the cupcake wards and finally taste the fruits victory. of victory. Well, not victory. I bet I go in and be like, I've never cooked a good cupcake before, but I'll see what I can do. Have you never cooked a good cupcake? I feel like I've never cooked a good cupcake. What? I've cooked some other good things. I can bake quite well, sort of. Let's make cupcakes for our Thanksgiving that we're doing. Okay. With like mom. Yeah. And I'll like hollow out some of those cupcakes, put some filling in them like I've seen done on the cupcake wars. Yeah, let's wars. do some really, really fancy shit. Like, let's try to make like a fucking smoke-filled ball of chocolate. Like, let's make mom be like, wow, my daughters have really turned into lovely human beings who can do really weird shit. With my desserts. daughters have really been watching a lot of Food Network. Yeah. Like- <laughs> They've watched several Iron Chef episodes, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, let's make mom proud. Let's uh, put some, you know, sea cucumber in there. Yeah. Because, you know, as we learned today... You feed a uh, swallow's nest to the emperor, shark fin to your master, and sea cucumber to your friends. See, we're learning from Iron Chef Japan all the time. Yeah. Uh, also, sea cucumber for your friends is probably just a way to test whether or not they're your good friends or not. Because if you cook them sounds... sea cucumber once... I looked it up. I googled it. How does sea cucumber taste? <laughs> Doesn't taste good. What does it say? I mean, it said basically what I said earlier. Well, it has the texture of snot, <laughs> and it doesn't have much flavor, so it sounds just great. Why would you even try to cook one of those, I guess, is also a question. Like, if you think Fancy. about what a sea cucumber looks like. You would look at it and be like, that's not a food. Yeah, you'd look at it and be like, mm, I will eat that as a last resort. That's some kind of weird spiky dick in the ocean. Yeah, that's that's. It not... has a bad face. It's a, just very uncomfortable to touch. Do they have faces? Yeah, they have little faces at the end. They're radially symmetric, but they have little faces still. It's a very strange thing. They're worm-shaped, but radially symmetric. Because they're echinoderms, which are all radially symmetric. <laughs> Say hey, radially symmetric again. <laughs> uh, did you know we are more closely related to the sea cucumber than we are to the octopus? I mean, There's a I'm fun not fact for you. exactly surprised by that. Really? Octopus are so much smarter and cooler. But, like, are they like us? 
more like us than the sea cucumbers. So you think that we're a bunch of sea dicks with spikes and I stuff? Mean, we're I closer think... to the sea dick than we are to the cool and smart octopus. I don't think I am anything like an octopus. That's very... I mean, that's true. So, yeah. Have anyway. we already talked about that one that one show, Earth After Us? I think is what it... We have, I hope. Not on this show, I think. We Have we not talked about it on this show? It might be The Future is Wild. The Future is Wild yeah. is what I'm thinking of. Y'all probably know about this, but if you ain't know about this, oh. I mean, it's hard to watch is the thing. I tried to watch it recently. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, it's difficult. So it's based on a book, I believe, that was just like, hey, speculative evolution. What happens if, for one thing, humans leave so we don't keep, like, killing everything and we just, like, leave the Earth to its own devices? What will happen with animals? And so then it's like, how about this thing? It's stupid and bad. And that's basically the whole thing. And at the end of it, uh, cephalopods have taken over the land and they're giant, like, squid elephants. And, uh, what is the name of the things in the trees? Um, oh, shoot. Squibbins. Squibbins. <laughs> they're like these little monkeys. Squibbins. But they're squids. Squibbins. They're squibbins. That's like porg. That's yeah. just like Porg in the realm of like things that are ridiculous names for animals. But of course it was filmed as if it was a nature documentary. So it was like, and here are the squibbins <laughs> in the trees. Like they couldn't they took over the earth. think outside of the box enough to be like, so these squids are going to come up on land and they're going to like evolve. They were basically like, but they just become exactly like the animals that are already here. Naturally. Just squid versions. Yeah. And also animals that were already here that like aren't even necessarily things that evolved very easily or quickly like that's not really the first thing that yeah. came about was like, like weird little why would an events. elephant sized squid even exist like because like in the first many years of animals being on land elephant size was not a size <laughs> i know these things i have researched i mean they got like fairly large almost cow sized i'd say mm. for a bit so Let's bring it back. And how would you relate The Future is Wild to the Japanese Iron Chef uh, in terms of, like, entertainment? I mean, like, rating-wise, watch Iron Chef? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> how would I relate the two? Uh, you can look at The Future is Wild and try to say, hey, what kind of fun dish would I make out of this animal? That sounds fun. Yeah, like, hey, the flish, the flying fish, that fun little name that they came up with for fish that fly now. How how would I cook that? Would how I would make you some cook that? Sashimi? Would it be sashimi good? How can I turn it into a dessert? Yeah, because you might have to. Put the um, fins in the ice cream. Never use the ice cream maker. Yeah, that's a rule I've learned about cooking shows. You have Never half an hour. Don't make the ice cream maker. Don't use, don't the use it. Don't make the ice cream. Anyway. Yeah, so... So next time you're watching The Future is Wild, <laughs> play that fun game. That'll be fun for everyone. Yeah, your yearly watch of The Future is Wild to remind yourself what the future will be. Oh my god, we should totally watch that. I... Ooh, I tried. The thing is, I tried. With mom. We'll get nice and drunk. We'll play a drinking game with The Future is Where Wild. Where we drink for the first five minutes and then pass out and go to sleep. That might be... That's how that's I play every happen. drinking game. Yeah, now it's just like... that I'm uh, 27 years old. I've had one alcohol. Good night. Yeah. So, welcome back to 
the Sister Time podcast, we'll, we're going to try to do this again. We're going <laughs> to try to do this thing again because <laughs> we like to spend time together with each other. We like to share that time with all of you. It's been a as while. As you were our third sister. Yes, you're our third sister. You. Just you. Penelope. Um, it's been a really wild year sure for has. both of us. Yeah. But I think we understand that in the end, what we really need is each other. Yes. Yeah. Also, we can schedule things better now because we understand both of our schedules. Yeah. It's a, now our, our schedules have settled, settled down, down a little. A little into more of a routine. So, hey, if you have any suggestions for shows that time forgot, send them to Sister Time podcast at gmail.com pretty sure that's the address yep we'll check our email oh god i bet there's been a while i bet there's so much sitting in there i apologize deeply yes thank you all for supporting the show and especially to my patreon supporters for making this happen and for paying my bills you guys mean the world to me and also thank you for your patience in the year it has been since we've done any podcasts i mean what a year though like i don't know if it's been a year it's been some time folks it's it feels like it's been 10 years there yeah we'll talk about it but hey we just i hope this has brought you a little joy today that's what we like to do all right uh how do they say goodbye on the japanese iron chef you've lost and you need to die now (laughs) you are the next uh mystery food <laughs> for the shame that you've brought that's probably racist no, they usually they usually end it with they usually end it with uh congratulations to the iron chef for winning again They're, yeah so yeah. hey congratulations iron chef have a nice night bye okay bye happy thanksgiving to everyone and to all a good hey, night feed your friends some sea cucumber this thanksgiving <laughs>